Okie doke. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Hey, Bramer. Alice Cooper. How are you doing, man? What's up, my friend? How are you doing? Uh, ready for a show tonight in, uh, where are we? Uh, somewhere in, oh, Corning, New York. Oh, okay. Oh, and my- so... You guys, uh, you're coming here to the Stranahan on October the 4th. Right. How's everything going, man? How's everything out on, on the road these days? Yeah, I've been out on the road since April. So I've kind of piggybacked from this tour to the Hollywood Vampire Tour and uh, back and forth. So I really haven't had time off since April. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, being on tour, I mean, is it, is at this point, is it just kind of like um, that's the lifestyle? That's you know, that's just the way it is. Or um, so much now than it used to be. Now you're staying in real nice hotels. The buses are unbelievable. They're like you know, they're like they're like hotel rooms, and you're staying in the best hotels. And it used to be in the '70s, you were going to be in a Holiday Inn. And having a grilled cheese sandwich, and that was it. <laughs> With a whole different, it's like uh, luxury now, you know. Much, you know. You know, I uh, I've always been a, a huge Alice Cooper fan, and I have always loved the music. And um, it wasn't until recently that I knew about your past. And um, when I when I heard a little bit about um, your past with with alcoholism and stuff, I I started really reading about it and reading uh, or uh, watching other interviews that you did about it. Uh, and first of all, I wanted to say uh, congratulations on remaining sober, and. 30. How many years? 35. Uh, I just the other day celebrated my eighth year of being sober, and I, and I try to talk about it when I can, but I, I wanted to tell you that my, that your story is a lot like mine in that I tried, right, to get sober several times, and, uh, and just and nothing was really working. And the last time that I relapsed, I really went crazy. I didn't eat. I went to, into the hospital, and uh, when I walked out of that hospital, I at that moment, I knew that uh, I was going to get sober, and so I just wanted to—I wanted to mention that to you and see what you thought about what, what you say about it. But I, I, uh, my story is a lot like yours, and I'm glad that I got to hear it um, from you. It was very almost well, therapeutic. A lot, of, a lot of guys that I talk to decide that they're going to go in and slow down. They're going to take a vacation from their lifestyle for about, you know, three weeks. And that doesn't work. Because those those guys are going to be in rehab 25 times. Yeah. I'm going to go through this once and uh, walk out of here a whole different guy. And uh, really, I, did, I only wanted to go through it one time. And, uh, and that's really what you have to do. You just have to say, look, I came in here to quit, not to slow down. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think there there is something you know. I talk to guys that are in bands that are that are in modern bands, and uh, there's just what is it with uh, you know the um, you know the, the the drugs and the addiction? Is it that you know you're you're trying to live that lifestyle or that that in your case character? Is that what's what's happening? No, actually, my the the funny thing was was the character, the, the Alice Cooper character, 
I talked to my psychiatrist, you know, and I only had a psychiatrist in, in the hospital. And he says, well, how much does Alice drink? And I, I thought about it for a second, and I went, he says, how much do you drink on stage? And I went, well, I never drink on stage. And he says, well, if you're doing a movie, how much do you drink when you're shooting a movie? And I go, I never drink when I'm doing a movie. And it, it ended up that Alice never was high. <laughs> it was me that was high. Yeah. It was, it was Dr. G- Dr. Frankenstein, not the monster. You know, because the monster was working. I mean, I was up on stage doing this show. And I was in, you know, filming a movie or I was doing TV with Gene Wilder or something, you know. And I, when I was working, I never drank. <laughs> so, in reality, I always blamed it on Alice. I said, well, you know, being Alice and this and this and this. And the doctor says, Alice is not the problem. You are. I see. <laughs> so, was that kind of like a key moment for you where you just realized, okay, well, you know, I'm not fooling anybody anymore. It's me. It's my responsibility. I have to take responsibility for it. It's just that I in I hated being bored, and I had an addictive personality. So the very first beer I ever had was an escape from that sort of fear of boredom. Yes, and just kept that beer going for like fifteen years or so. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, and so, how many beers did you have? I said one. It lasted fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I want to ask you since you're so close to Detroit, and um, you know, a lot of people here, uh, you know, have lived in Detroit or worked in Detroit. What What is the? Aren't you? Weren't you originally from LA? And 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 you, and, and you weren't really taken off, but then you moved to Detroit or you came to Detroit, and all of a sudden, it, it was like this. The nuclear bomb went off when you went to Detroit. Can you talk about that? I was born in Detroit. You were born so, there. I was born right downtown. I lived in East Detroit. I left there when I was 10 years old because I had asthma so bad. So I had to get out of that wet, cold climate. Went to Arizona, and Arizona is where I grew up because that, that killed the, the asthma. Yeah. That's where I went to elementary school, high school. When I got in high school, the Beatles came out. That's when myself and my buddies decided we were going to be a band. And so the band started from Phoenix, went to L.A. L.A. didn't get us at all. The only person that got us was Frank Zappa. He was the only one that understood us, you know, and the Doors. The Doors were the only other guys that liked us. We went to Detroit because Detroit was hard rock, and that's what we were. You know, that was in my DNA. Yeah. Rock and roll. And then when you put the theatrics on top of all that, and you get Alice Cooper. So we went to Detroit, and we played the uh, big pop festival there. I had never heard of Iggy and the Stooges. I had never heard of the MC5. I would never heard of any of these Detroit bands. And we got up on stage in front of 300,000 people and did what we did, and they loved it. And they loved the fact that it was hard-edged rock and roll. It was Detroit rock and roll. and But then they saw the theatrics, and we fit right in then. You know, I mean, we were just like, uh, Iggy and I were like brothers at that point, you know. Wow. The scene at that moment had to be just mind-blowing. I mean, well, Detroit you know. had the rock scene of anybody in the country. New York had their rich scene. L.A. had their scene. San Francisco had their scene. But... Detroit was the hard rock scene. 
Yeah, and it and it, I mean, you know, you th- you think about all, all the. We just talked to Ted Nugent the other day, and he was talking about uh, the scene and about how how crazy it was. And um, we were talking too to. Um, um, we've talked to Cheap Trick. We, who we, we've talked to? You know, every time somebody comes on and they mention Detroit, there's always uh, Kiss. We had um, Paul Stanley on, and he was talking about it. There, there was just something, especially at that at that time, there was something magical about the scene in Detroit. It was just for some reason. I mean, when we played there, the Grandy Ballroom and the East Town, and every weekend it would be it would be like Alice Cooper, Ted Nugent, the Stooges, and the Who. Wow! Wow! It be, yeah, it would be like you know every band was like a band you wanted to go see that ended up being headliners. That's just crazy. Yeah, how, how do you look at it? Um, how do you look at, at the music industry, or not the music industry, but the uh, you know the specifically the rock genre of music? What's the uh, in a short answer? What is the biggest difference between those days and nowadays? Rock and roll bands today, teenage rock and roll bands, are anemic. <laughs> anemic. They just they forget what it is to be a rock star. They forget what it is to be outlaw. They forget what it is to be, you know, the the bad guys. Yeah. The good guys. And these young bands, they all want to look alike. They all want to hang out at the mall. They all want to look like each other. And there's no glamour to it. There's no, there's no, you know... It's too safe. It's it's too safe, don't you think? Yeah, and it's you know they're singing about oh they hate the environment and all this. <laughs> I said, oh, think about your girlfriend. You know, I said the girlfriend yeah. is what you really, is what anybody wants to hear about. You know. And, and really, there's a few good ones. You know, Foo Fighters are great. Yeah, oh God, yeah, they're they're phenomenal. I think I know yeah. what you mean, though. There's like the the rock bands of today. My son was this little band. It's called Twenty One Pilots, and I you know looked it up online the other day, and I was like, man, you know these guys. There's no danger involved. There's no edge to it. It's just very clean cut, and it's not my cup of tea. If if it's somebody else's, that's fine. But uh, I like I like my my rock a little dirty and dark well the the struts are a good band yeah and the stripes are a good band the band from ireland called the stripes i mean these guys have got swagger you know they they're they're young kids that get it that you know you you look good you act good you you play hard you you know the whole thing like that whereas most bands are just kind of well um I I want to make sure we're gluten free. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. That's a that's such a great way to put it. Um, I yeah. you know I there there are several people that knew uh, I was going to be interviewing you today, and everybody came in. And they were like, "Ask him this, ask him that." And I told one guy I would ask him this question. And he is a fan, and he's actually going to be, I think, at your show, and he's going to be back at the uh, meet and greet. And he said he was going to ask you, but he wanted me to ask you. Since it's an election year, are you going to be playing elected? When you see our show, we don't just play elected. We have Trump and Hillary on stage. Oh, nice. And Alice at the same time. And let's just put it this way. It's going to be better than any debate you've ever seen. <laughs> I can only imagine what's going to happen to Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. The can, audience is dying laughing at the end of the show. Can, can you give us a little hint, you know, as to what happens? You know, I mean, they come out 
after Alice says, I want to be elected, and they shake hands, and then he pinches her on the butt, and then <laughs> and it goes from there, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Our time is up, and I'll let you go. And I, dude, I, Alice, I love you. And I, God, I could talk to you for an hour because I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's, you got so many awesome stories. Uh, go and check him out. See him at the Stranahan on October the fourth. Alice Cooper. Uh, one of the best band I've ever worked with. They're just a killer band. And you know what? I've heard of your band. I've heard of Twenty One Pilots. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so I know I've I've seen their name around. So well, it's not bad, you know. Like my kid, uh, he, he said, "Dad, this is my favorite band." And I said, "I thought your favorite band was Godsmack." And he goes, "No, it's Twenty One Pilots." So I listened to that song called I don't know Heathen or something, and I listened to it a couple of times. We were riding around on one weekend, and I was like, you know, yeah. it's not bad. It's just that it, it just it's missing like a you know. I, I <laughs> It's missing the edge that the Who and Jimi Hendrix and everybody has. Yeah, boy. I mean, those those you know, you guys are the real you know that you're the you're the basis of all this rock, and it's like live up to it a little bit when you plug that damn guitar in. For God's sake, that's it. See our show; it's just high energy attitude all the way. Um, well, we're all going to be there. We're looking forward to it. Alice Cooper at the Stranahan, October the 4th. I'll let you go because I know you got uh, things I'll, to do. I'll see you backstage. Absolutely, Alice. Thank you, my friend. Hey, man. Be safe. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.